starting out the week on Ovias and Julio with an update regarding mobile sports wagering in the state of North Carolina. Is this thing finally going to get passed? And when can you make your first legal bet in the state of North Carolina? The NCAA baseball tournament rolls on. Heat culture getting the best of Denver. But is there a Taylor Swift theory as to why the Heat might win the NBA Finals? OG. 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 Golly. It is time that we do something new. Joe Ovius and Joe Gillian. By doing something new, I mean doing something old, but we're bringing it back so it's basically new. Here we go. Let's podcast alongside Joe Gillio. I'm Joe Obvious. Who says it's the dead period in sports, Joe? We got the NBA Files. We got the NHL. Pretty wild NCAA baseball tournament weekend. And a million dollars is handed out over at Wakeman Soccer Park thanks to the soccer tournaments. There's all a bunch of stuff going on this weekend. Who says it's slow, man? So they were able to get the soccer tournament in. I know, I know there was a high profile profile incident over there. They they got it done. They yeah they they did get it done. A team from Connecticut ended up being the team that took home a million dollars, incident free, incident free. Uh, just like in uh, the NBA, the Miami Heat managed to get out of Denver without any real bad incidents themselves. Uh, they're not going to get culture. swept, Joe. The heat culture coming through in Denver last night. Uh, and I, I think the, the main talking point, the main talking point that keeps, seems to be coming out of the, the, the game is that somehow Eric Spolstra, the head coach of the Heat, found some secret sauce against the Denver Nuggets. Like, ah, oh, well, you know, he turned Jokic into just a score. They took away... His ability to create. Uh, look at his assist rate last night. Um, I think that's 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 cute. Sometimes sports is really really simple. You know what the Heat did last night that they weren't able to do in Game One? They hit shots. All right. Gotta Shout out shots. to Sidney Lowe. Shout <laughs> out to Sidney Lowe. You got to make shots, and that's exactly what the Miami Heat did last night. And it was their other players stepping up, like Duncan Robinson in the fourth quarter, hitting threes. And what they were 17 for 35 from three last night in those big runs that happened in the first quarter, and most importantly in the fourth quarter. Jimmy Butler was also more engaged. He was really quiet in game one. So when the shots are falling, things are look pretty good. When they're not, like they were in game one for the Miami Heat, well, things are gonna get really dicey for you because Jokic is the best player in the NBA. He can control games without necessarily doing a whole bunch of scoring. But he did a bunch of scoring last night. But I, again, I don't think that's the reason why the Nuggets lost last night. Jokic got his, his supporting cast didn't, and that ultimately was the difference in the game. Yeah, but I, I want to go back to heat culture, though, Joe, because okay. they're down. They were down by 15 points in the second half mm-hmm. of that game. Yeah. Denver was 11-0 and 0 in, the, in the playoffs when leading by double digits, and they're also 37-1 and 1 this season when leading by at least eight in the fourth quarter. So the Heat are cockroaches. Give me the Al Pacino Scarface voice. Give me the Tony Montana a cockroaches because that's what they are. They will not die. They will not go away. Yeah. And yeah. I've often said to you, you've hit the, you hit the main point there when you talk about the supporting cast. We saw it in the Eastern Conference Finals. It was Caleb Martin. Well, he only had three points last night. Well, Gabe Vincent had 23. Max Struess had 14. And you mentioned Duncan Robinson scoring all of his points mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter. This is the definition of brother-in-lawing uh, a situation of ham and egging this thing because you saw Struess get hot in the first quarter, then it's Robinson in the fourth quarter, 
And as I said to you before, you might look at those names and go, oh, undrafted free agent. You might look at those names and go, oh, wow, you know, Michael Porter Jr., he, he's a much more talented player. Aaron Gordon, my gosh, he's much more talented. Yeah. The difference in talent between these guys, anybody can do it. And kind of going back to that Eastern Conference Finals where we talked about the twin, the difference between the twin and Jason Tatum, as you said, is consistency, mm -hmm. right? The twin was outstanding in the in the conference finals. He hasn't been as effective in the in the NBA finals. But that's yeah. where you're seeing Vincent. That's where you're seeing Struess. Also, more importantly, in my opinion, Bam Adebayo. I told you that he had two A plus players. Yeah. Butler is a star. Adebayo, in my opinion, one of the 25 best players in the NBA, one of the five best posts in the NBA. A little bit of context with uh, Caleb Martin, too. He was, what, sick on Saturday. Uh, and even if his health was 100%, based on the smaller lineup that the Heat went with, what was it, Thursday night when they uh, when they played game one, um, it's not lost on everybody that Kevin Love was in the starting lineup for game two. And Kevin, again, we, we could talk about the scoring aspect of it. This gets back to another aspect of Heat culture. Know your role. Don't give a damn. Do what you need to do. And Kevin Love, who at this point, you sometimes you still you, you sit there and you think to yourself, man, Kevin Love's still in the league. He finds his way in this lineup, and he was a key difference early on. And again, you can only do so much with Jokic, but you can try to at least guide the game in the direction you want it to go and then take your chances there. And that's exactly what Kevin Love was able to do by having two bigger guys affect the game defensively, and it paid off for the Miami Heat. But again, it doesn't pay off. Get back to the simple point. It doesn't pay off if you're not making shots. And that's what the Heat did, going 17-35. And they got to the line, too. They only got to the line two times, uh, which was like an NBA Finals record, a team only, like the lowest amount of free throw attempts. Now, much like when we talk about, you know, we want to bring NC State back into this, much like when NC State fans get all upset that they only got to the line X amount of times or they put they, they put the other team on the line, a bunch of times, well, well, look look at your season totals. NC State was putting teams in the line more consistently uh, than not. Well, in the case of the Miami Heat, they were one of the lowest teams getting to the line all season long. I think they had the second fewest free throw attempts this season. So all these things, you can get really, really nitpicky with it. Uh, ultimately, you got to make shots, and that's exactly what the Miami Heat did. You can't underestimate what the part of their culture. It's like Rod Brindamore, where – it's not, hey, it's not your night, twin. Hey, yeah. it's not your night, um, even Kevin Love or even out of bio. But the other guys always have an uncanny ability to step up. You talk about Love, NBA champion. You talk about Lowry, NBA champion. You're talking about veterans who understand and buy in. And also, you're getting to the finish line here, okay? Who do, mm -hmm. who do you trust more in this situation? I know Jimmy doesn't have his chip, but yeah. I, look at, I look at a Lowry. I look at a Kevin Love, I look at some of those ancillary players, and I go, these are guys on the periphery, As because mm -hmm. I think you and I agree. Stars score points, and stars are the ones we all want to talk about, but it's the guys on the edge who push you to that title. And I, I'm not saying the Heat are going to win this series. I'm just saying, well, Tony Montana, man, well, well, get, well. get the chainsaw out in the, wow. in the bathroom. Whoa, 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 because whoa, the cockroaches, whoa. that's hey. the only way to get rid of them. Hey, put that back in your mouth, man. You look like a lizard. <laughs> Never forget Al Pacino's absolutely terrible Cuban accent. I, I, I was worst trying, things ever put on film. Which, of course, then spawned Razor Ramon. Of course. In of WWF. Course. Of course. So I tried looking this morning on YouTube <laughs> to find a clean version of him saying, a cockroaches. Yeah. And there's there's too many Fs, even though I've, 
And also, can we have a, a quick sidebar here? Yeah. Why is it legal on TikTok to play any music you want with your clip? It's but not. If we try okay. to, but if we try to put a clip on the YouTubes of yeah. Tony Montana, yeah. when we post it, it would get flagged as, oh, you have a copyright issue. Yeah. So a real quick sidebar. Yeah, try on to that. explain this one to me. Those, you those, know those music like clips, those music clips that you hear on TikTok are actually licensed. If you, okay. if you, oh, if like they're trending sounds, you have to go in. Trust me, as, as the person who has posted right. things to TikTok, I know, and we got screwed on. And one we've of them. been flagged a couple of times because we tried to use instrumentals for ran to rap over, and they would flag those instrumentals. So I had to go and try to find the actual tracks that were licensed. And even then it would find a way to like the, the algorithm's gotten smart, man. It's gotten smart. Uh, here's one other note uh, before we move on to the theory as to why the Miami heat might actually win this whole thing. Here's Eric Spolstra. He was asked by Ramona Shelburne about uh, turning Jokic solely into a score. Hey coach, Ramona Shelburne, ESPN. Uh, this is probably oversimplifying things, but sometimes when, when teams play against Jokic, you, you turn him into a scorer, you turn him into a passer, and he controls the game. You, he only had four assists tonight. Yeah, that, that's, that's ridiculous. You know, it's just that's the untrained eye that, that says something like that. This guy's an incredible player. You know, twice in two seasons, he's been the best player on this planet. You can't just say – Oh, make him a score. <laughs> That's not how they play. They they have so many different actions that just get you compromised. Uh, we have to focus on what we do. Um, you know, we try to do things the hard way, um, and he requires you to do many things the hard way. Uh, and we he has our full respect. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Coach. <laughs> So that's Eric Spolstra uh, responding to a question. By the way, in defense of Ramona Shelburne, she was not asking a question that like came out of nowhere. The broadcast was obsessed with it. Just about everything that I've read this morning before today's show was obsessed with it. So Shelburne is just asking the question that everybody was talking about. And Spolstra is right, number one, in that you can only do so much with one of the best players out there, Joe. And then number two, my guess is, and one thing that gets back to the whole idea of heat culture and we see this with coaches. Mike Malone was the same way after game one. These coaches know, man. These coaches know that it's going to be a full series. This thing could go seven. They do not want their players to be thinking, all right, we got this. So they're kind of talking to they're kind of talking to their team and to a certain extent, extent the fan bases through the media in responses like this. So I got no problems with that exchange. I saw some discourse this morning about how, ah, well, you know, Shelbourne got cooked by uh, by Spolster. No, Spolster's just answering the question the way that he should. And Shelbourne's asking the question that everybody was talking about. He knows more about basketball than we do. Yeah, I would uh, I would agree with you on that. We're going to be out at uh, Raleigh Times today, Joe. We're finally giving away the um, the uh, the Sunday ticket, right? And with the Jenga. Sunday ticket day is here. I got the big Jenga. Thanks to Matt Davis, State Farm, taking care of us. Can't wait. Uh, I'm going to have to play you. In Jenga, I want to see some of your skills. Oh, wait till you no see. Jenga. I have no Jenga skills. No, no, no. Wait till you see the giant Jenga set that we have. You're going. <laughs> you're going to be very excited. Okay. And you know me. I'm. I'm super competitive. So you know how I feel. I about haven't noticed. Ones. I. Ha- I have not noticed that. I have not noticed that. Uh, we're on Instagram as well. Go check that out. Just look up OG Triangle Media on Instagram. We'll be posting clips and and various other things. Uh, and uh, please continue to subscribe to YouTube. Uh, I don't know about you, Joe, out and about this weekend. I was basically Ubering my kids around 
this weekend, like my older son's got like a date at the mall. Jacob's got hockey stuff that he's got to attend and whatnot. And I've had a few people coming up saying, hey, enjoy the podcast. And I just simply say, look, you're giving it five stars. That's all that matters. Just give it five stars, which we're almost up to uh, a thousand ratings on Apple. So let's just push that over a thousand on Apple and keep giving it five stars. I see that one person that gave it one star. I see you. I see you. It's fine. I miss my haters. I've, I've stated that. I, I kind of miss my haters to a certain extent. But shout out to everybody who's given us five stars or come up to us and say, hey, join the podcast. Uh, or saying that, hey, I prefer this format over the previous format. You know, I'm actually taking in more of the show. And the same thing applies to YouTube as well. I'm trying to get to 4,000 subscribers. I got that. I got that brass monkey ready to go, Joe. Over ice. Do you want that thing over ice or you want it straight out of the bottle? I, you know, I'm not sure why I'm making that face. I do think there's a ranch there somewhere in there for me because but I, I like just, ranch. Yeah, I like ranch. You don't like ranch. No. All right. Gross. You want to take actually I know what we can do. We can just take a spoonful of ranch seasoning oh. that comes in the packet. It's like the cinnamon, oh. like the cinnamon challenge, uh, right? You think yeah. you can take a spoon? You think you could you could think you think you can do a spoonful of ranch? Actually, like the powder, not yeah, not, I, not the actual dressing out of a bottle. I'm talking I about think the, the seasoning itself. I would have less of a problem with than I do the, the creamy. All right, okay, okay. Let's. I'm going to jot that down. Okay. I don't know if we have to wait to get to five thousand subscribers. <laughs> I, I kind of want to see this sooner. Forty five, maybe. <laughs> maybe forty five. Maybe, uh, maybe thirty five. Since you're maybe, usually the challenge person. Maybe thirty five. Let's get to thirty five thousand. Okay, I'll do that. All right, I'll five. do that. All right, we got it nailed. Thirty five thousand subscribers. And we will have Joe take a spoonful, a tablespoon <laughs> in Valley Ranch out of the packet. Or do you want to just rip open the packet and just like like a like a thing of uh, fun dip, just go to town on that? I'll thing. shoot it. Perfect. I love that. I love that. So anyway, appreciate everybody who has subscribed, rated, and everything else uh, that helps us get our stuff out into the algorithm populated and everything else. Also, shout out to our sponsors, Hometown Realty. Check them out online at myhtr.com, or you can give them a call at 919-550-7355, as we'll illustrate in a little bit. Uh, the, the realty market in this area is pretty off the charts right now. It can be super competitive. I've heard stories of open houses, people lining up you know, 20 deep, 30 minutes before they even get going. Uh, so you need somebody who's on it, both residential and commercial, and My Hometown Realty can do it. Yeah, you don't want to navigate this market without a little bit of help. And Barry Woodward, Woodard and his team at Hometown Realty, they're the best. Don't believe me. They have more than 250 agents. and They're experts in the home buying and selling experience. They have location, six locations, Joe. Raleigh, Clayton, Selma, Atlantic Beach, and of course, the G. Also, shout out to Whitaker and Hamer. We, were, we actually met up with uh, Josh and Joe last week, and we're going to talk to Josh this week. We're going to try to break the grant of rights for the ACC. We're going to do a little little mental gymnastics. We're going to do a little, uh, a, little, a little mental exercise to see if we can break the ACC's grant of rights with an actual lawyer who's seen the original grant of rights, not the updated one, but we can try to infer some things. But if if you need to break a grant of rights or explore it, by all means, contact Whitaker and Hamer, wh.lawyer. Yeah. Yeah, if you're starting a business, selling a business, you know, all kinds of family law, real estate closings, buying a house, hey, go to my hometown realty, myhtr.com, and then hook up with Josh and Joe. Close on your house. They'll take care of you. That 20 years of experience. Raleigh, Clayton, Fuquay, Moorhead City, and then, of course, all of the Gs, Gastonia, Goldsboro, and the G, Garner. 
Speaking of homes, I saw this on the News and Observer today. A piece of Blue Devil history. Coach K's Durham "quote unquote" starter home is <laughs> under contract. I love how they uh, how they place this. Anyway, so apparently this house was purchased in 1980 when Shashevsky got the job at Duke. Uh, the house was built in 1972. Coach K was making 400 grand a year, which at that time was pretty decent money. Yeah. Uh, but so was buying a 2,700 square foot split level home, uh, which apparently sold for 400 grand. And it's got some like, look at this, Joe. Here's what I, here's what I want to know. Here, here, here's my ultimate takeaway about this house and it being sold. Look at that gorgeous mid-century modern furniture, dude. Like, did that come with the home? Is it? Are they? T- is that staged? Can I get? Can I get? Look at. You know, you know how good my vinyl records would look on that oh shelf. Oh my gosh! Yeah, right you, next to you, my. Uh, look at that! I love. Look at this chair. I want. Can we bring? That I to wonder the if space? they. I wonder if they customize this for you. Like they if might I have. search for like that it, is we'll... that is my jam right there. I want all of that. I want all that furniture. <laughs> look at that end table. That is a gorgeous end table. Where did they get the vases? Look at that lamp. <laughs> I want all of this. I want all this stuff. Anyway, put that on a shirt. Look at the end table. Look at that end table. (laughs) So, you know, I feel like, Joe, I feel like, I feel like the News and Observer kind of buried the lead here with the house being sold. It's the fact that Mike Krzyzewski apparently bought this house with a 100% borrowed down payment in 1980. Can you imagine doing that now? Can you try, imagine trying to buy a house now with no cash up front? Okay. Right now in I this think, market. I think you could if you really? were Duke's basketball coach. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Because they knew who he was. They knew the money that it was coming in that he was coming into. <laughs> right. Because he probably only made like if he made like seventy five thousand at army, I'd be stunned. Yeah. At that time. Right. Yeah. That would have been a lot. Yeah, it would have been. You know? So yeah, I could look. Remember when LeBron James was in high school mm-hmm. and he couldn't get paid? Oh well, no. If people wanna, were if, like, "Oh, why are you driving a Hummer?" Because the people who give you a Hummer are like uh, the car are like, "Hey, I, you're about to make twenty five million dollars, so yeah, uh, I will front you this car until you get paid." That that happens all of the time. It does athletes. happen all the time. So, it does happen all the time. See, I you bring up you're bringing up you know, friend of the money because you know you're going to be good for the money. I think you're using yeah. the wrong example of LeBron James. There's a Duke example right there that got Duke all in trouble and people were curious. Lance Thomas. You don't oh, remember Lance, right? Lance Thomas? Jewelry? When he went to uh, went to the jewelry. Uh, he got the Jesus, Jesus piece. Take up the jeweler. Yeah, he got the big old. <laughs> he, he literally got a Jesus piece. Yeah. Uh, he fronted the money and then that became a scandal. Because he's like, why? How is he going to get the money? I'm like, well, because people give you the money because they think you're going to be NBA end guy. An NBA guy. What's funny about that is like Lance Thomas in the NBA. Hey, I don't know about you, Joe, but if I if I remember he correctly, did. Lance Thomas had the longest career off that squad. Uh, no, uh, or was it was it JJ had the longest career off that squad? No, he was 2010. You're right. No, uh, hmm. yeah, he was part of that 2010 group. Hmm. But I'm pretty sure Lance Thomas had the longest career off that you, group. You might actually no, oh no, one of the Plumleys was on that team. They're ah, still in that's the league. Right. That's right. Plumleys. Mason team. was on that team. Yeah, mm. one of the Plumleys. I can never remember. Let's look. <laughs> to, to the to the Google machine uh, to see which one. No, because that was Zubek. I don't know if the Plumleys were on that team. No, there was no there was there were there was a Plumley on that team, or there were two Plumleys on that team. Pretty sure there were two Plumleys on that team. Let's look off to the Google machine. 
Yeah, both of the plum. Move on. So both of the Plumleys were on there? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Yeah, Mason was a freshman on that team. All right, so moving on, much like the NCAA baseball tournament is moving on just without some of the local teams. NC State, done. North Carolina, done. Duke's on the verge. They're in action later today. Uh, ECU was sent home as Virginia moves on. Wake Forest just crushing people at 1045 at night while Wake Forest head coach, uh, basketball coach Steve Forbes is getting everybody hyped up uh, to show up to the couch. So the... The NCAA baseball tournament, I guess, coming out of this weekend has been marked by some of the wild results. I feel like this is kind of the case throughout, although there might be even uh, a more specific key to the NCAA baseball tournament if you're an ACC squad. Wake Forest is moving on, and they had like a 41-run differential throughout this weekend. What were they not dealing with this weekend, Joe? Yeah, and they were the number one overall seed in the tournament. And 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 they had a great season. Listen, I am, I promise you I'm not trying to throw shade on how good Wake Forest is. I'm trying to illustrate how stupid this tournament is because the number one overall seed simply does not win this tournament. It just doesn't happen, even when it's an SEC team. We saw this with Tennessee last year. We've seen this any, even like a half dozen times with Carolina and the amazing teams that Mike Fox had that would get to Omaha and were not able to win. So it, it's just, it is literally like this wackadoo format, right? NC State beats Campbell. You're like, okay, but they were eliminated by Campbell. And then you go, well, we were one and one against Campbell. And it reminds me of the uh, the Ted Lasso where he's talking about, so if we lose, what league are we in? The champions <laughs> division, the championship division. Oh, but if we win tomorrow, we go where? The champions yeah. league. Oh, what's the difference? Like state beats Campbell, state loses to Campbell. One of you goes home. Either way, uh, the teams in the Winston-Salem Regional, Northeastern, hmm, Maryland, hmm, George Mason. Hmm. So that's cool. They they earned the right as the number one overall seed to play those teams. But I, I would not get on a popsicle kick just quite yet if I were the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Now they get Alabama in the Super Regional. That'll be the tournament starts for them because the yeah. tournament doesn't start until you play an SEC team. Alabama obviously fired their coach earlier this season for placing a wager or attempting to place a wager uh, against Alabama uh, because their starting pitcher was out when they were facing LSU. We'll see what Alabama looks like and what resistance they offer. I suspect Wake Forest does get to Omaha, but then there will probably be at minimum four SEC teams waiting for them when they get there. All right, you you posed a question that I I need some context on. <laughs> I got so my sheet now. <laughs> this uh, you put this out on Twitter late yesterday, and you posed it to the the G four text thread your your Garner uh, golf group. Would you rather be a state fan or a South Carolina fan? You've got 640 votes so far, and nearly 80% of those who have responded have said NC State. Now, I will say this. I'm guessing that the majority of the people who follow you, Joe, are NC State fans. They're not South Carolina fans. So I think this is not exactly a scientific poll that you're dealing with here. Uh, But even if I tried to look at this objectively, you know, because we're here – in the triangle, we we cover NC State along with North Carolina and Duke and everybody else in the ACC. What is South Carolina's hook exactly? What's their hook? All right. All right, Give so me the start. elevator pitch sure. on the Gamecocks. I want right, to hear well, this. Let me first, let's go over the premise here because yeah, what's you're the right. premise? Here? I can't the premise? ask people who are state fans, are you going to be a state fan? Right? Right. This is, well, 
two thoughts on that. Number one, like it, let's just say you just moved to the to the triangle and you okay. were going to pick a school to be a fan of. Like you have Carolina and Michael Jordan and all of the shiny objects, all of the success, the great color scheme, the pine trees, as our friend Heather Dinich once wrote. You have Duke, <laughs> all of the success. Right. Mike Shashevsky, the greatest college basketball program in the last 40 years. You have very easy selling points, right? Adam Silver, you know, go to Duke, the Fuqua Business School. You'll be on your way. NC State, on the other hand, you have to be born into NC State. Mm-hmm. It ain't for soft people. So you, most people don't willingly choose to be a state fan. Oh, I, I would agree with that premise. Given an I agree option, with that yes. you're not going, oh, I want to be a state fan. Like, it would truly have to be Becky in HR who goes, well, I like the color red better than blue, so I'm going to be a state fan. Like you, mm-hmm. you would have to be oblivious to the world to be a state to choose to be a state fan, or 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 you share the building with the team and you're Rod sure. Furthermore, sure. and, and then sure. you marry into the Wolfpack family. Uh, which quickly condolences to the yes. Furthermore family. Bob Furthermore passed away on Thursday, so our thoughts with them. I and what a great tribute I saw on Facebook uh, from Trip Tracy. You know, mm-hmm. we, we have talked many, many times about Rod's legendary work ethic and his dad, a pipe fitter all of those years. That's where that work ethic came from. So yeah, you're right. Uh, but choosing to be a fan. And I think that's where I kind of got lost a little bit with the question and the framing of the question. Okay. So let's think of it as if there were a hundred people to move into an area and you got a choice free slate to pick a team to be a, to be a fan of, Right. And I think most people out of a hundred, how many do you say would pick Carolina over state North Carolina with no allegiances? It would no allegiances. 99 out of a hundred are picking Carolina. Yeah. I would say maybe 95. I would give them maybe sure. a few more. Sure. There's a couple of contrarians probably out of a hundred, right? Right. Maybe, yeah, most exactly. people yeah. are going to pick UNC, the real Carolina. Now, if, if we pose that question, if first, would you rather be a state fan or a South Carolina fan? Mm-hmm. to this person who has no allegiances. Then you have to start going through the pros and the cons. So you say there are no pros for South Carolina. So no, I, didn't, I didn't say that. I did not say that. I simply asked the question, what's the hook okay. for the Gamecocks? Unless you want to wear a hat, a frat boy hat that says Cox across it, I really don't know what the elevator pitch is for South Carolina athletics. What is it? So so let me give you, let me give you the pros. If you were to choose South Carolina. Okay. Fair enough. In general, there are, so the two main sports that most fans care about, most male fans in our demographic care about, right. Mm -hmm. Are football and men's basketball. Mm -hmm. Fair. Yes. Those are the two most popular sports. Those, Those would be the only ones that ultimately matter. Yes. Okay. We'll get to those in a second, but the next two, so that would be on the top tier. The next tier would be baseball and women's basketball. We agree on that? Yes. Okay. In those two other sports, the two main other sports, South Carolina has national titles in 2010 and 2011 in baseball. Mm-hmm. South Carolina has national titles in 2017 and 22 and 2022 in women's basketball. Okay. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. Four titles in the last 13 years in those two other sports. Pretty good. All right. Now let's go to the obvious. They're in the SEC. SEC money. They got a lot of money. Okay. Can I take that money with me? Like, am I, get, am I getting a cut? 
Okay, that that's a con, but we'll, it's a pro and a con. I mean, like last time I checked, when we get wrapped up in which conference makes the most amount of money, like okay, cool, cool. but I did not realize that South Carolina fans in Columbia are getting oh, yeah. residuals. No, I didn't love, realize you're getting checks. They love Alabama and Georgia. Don't worry. Okay. Well, that's a con, but we're in the pros right now. You have right. the SEC money. Okay. Right? Uh, 2017, the men's basketball team went to the Final Four. Again, if you're a state fan, you probably take a Final Four in the last 40 years. Okay. Uh, all right, let's go football. They had 11 wins three years in a row. NC State's only won double digits once in their entire history. NC State's never finished in the top 10 of the AP tw- top 25. So they had 11 wins three straight years, 11, 12, and 13 in the last, again, 13 years. They finished in the top 10 all three years, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's go a little bit farther back in football. They have a Heisman Trophy winner, something that NC State and something that UNC or Duke can't claim. Okay. And George Rogers, 1980, won the Heisman Trophy. <laughs> in 1980? I'm in just giving you the pros. I'm giving you the pros. When Coach K bought a house on the cheap. Uh, there you go. But I'm giving you the pros. When interest rates were 18%. <laughs> so you have more success in the other sports, which quite frankly, in the G4 text thread, we talk a lot about baseball. We talk a lot about women's basketball. So I do think there is interest in those two sports, right? Oh, and here is their ultimate. Here is the ultimate pro for South Carolina. They made the biggest FU move in the history of college sports by leaving the ACC in 1971 over a dispute about academics in 1971. You, You figure a lot of that, though, was, hey, I'm tired of Carolina telling us what to do. Hey, I'm tired of Duke and Clemson telling us what to do. To, so do, they left. to be what? To no, be but, an but they left the SEC? Cool. You no, no, no. It's no, like no. Maryland left. Does anybody spend any no, time thinking no, about no, 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 no. You're giving me the con. I'm giving you the pro. That was the ultimate double bird. We're leaving. And then on the way out, Joe, they won their one and only men's basketball championship. Obviously the sport in 1971 that anyone right. and everyone cared about in the ACC. Yeah. So not only did they say, hey, we're tired of you, yeah. but then they took their ball and went home with their only, only men's basketball tournament championship. That's that's the, that's, that's, that's pretty what, good FU energy. In I mean, my it's, that's that's cool. That's cool that those things happen. But no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not buying this idea. I think you're stretching at this point. Okay. I think you I think you're stretching, especially when you're bringing up the fact that, yes, the women's basketball team has won a national championship. Two. Yes. The baseball team has won a national championship. Two. And this is not these are these are things that I have to be very, very careful about because I don't want it to seem like. I don't believe there are fans of those sports. There are. Yeah. Okay. There are. But I always feel that baseball and women's basketball are propped up when those other two sports have not been successful. So you're clinging to something to be happy about. And I see this kind of projected on to Elliot Avent, right? Whereas, you know, basketball is going through whatever it is at any given time. You know, football, it's it's tough sledding in the Atlantic Division where it was in the Atlantic Division. It's only going to get more difficult now in divisionless football. So, like, all the weary state fans turned their, their eyes to Elliott Avent to take advantage of these situations. And he's knocked on that doorstep, whether it's, you know, getting to an ACC championship game only to get shut out or, hey, going to Omaha 
and having been sent home because of COVID, right? So I feel like, I feel like baseball has been put in this position that you have to do, you have to do this for us so we can finally feel the success. And I feel like when you get to talking about when you start propping up baseball, especially baseball, I feel like you're really grasping at straws for something to hang your hat on. It's the equivalent of the hashtag fandom that exists when, say, the tennis team wins the championship. I'm not saying that tennis fans don't exist, but I, I see you people. I know what's happening. You see that your school won something. You go, oh, cool, we won something. You hit retweet, and then you move on with your life. You did not watch the tennis team. You did not watch the wrestling championship. You did. Now, I'm not saying, again, I got to be clear. I'm not saying that there aren't wrestling fans. There are. I'm not saying there aren't tennis fans. There are. Or lacrosse fans, for that matter. But we see this a lot where it's more about, like, I went to a great school because look at all these championships we're winning. But you didn't re- you're not that invested. It's just basically a way to brag on other schools. That's all that is. And if you find yourself arguing over, well, we have more we have more baseball championships than you do, you've already lost the argument. You've lost the argument. All right, because this is where we get back to the cons, and I get back to my central point. I was going to say, we got one. cons. I'll give you the cons. Oh, there's tons of cons. There's a couple of good ones, too. No, there's the biggest one. The biggest one is, what is your hook? You're not even the Carolina. You're not even the USC. Football is the thing that ultimately stirs the drink for all things. You want a division, a division in 2010, okay? That's your claim to fame. Now, clearly, NC State hasn't even been able to do that, but – Cool. So it gets back to the hook. Nobody thinks about South Carolina. Nobody thinks. What is South Carolina's rival? Is it Clemson? Is that it? Does Clemson even give a damn about South Carolina? Get your ass beat by Clemson a good chunk of the time now. So at least with state, you have like little things that are, you know, yours, whether it's what happens with NC State and Carolina, what happens with Wake Forest. There's an identity that exists with NC State fans. Maybe it's misery. But at least there's an identity. I couldn't tell you what the South Carolina identity is other than arguing with people about what's the real Carolina. I mean, honestly, that's what the South Carolina hook is to me. And that's not a great hook if you're asking me. So the the cons for South Carolina, since I presented such a great case. For the oh, pros. an amazing case. Yeah. Amazing I mean, case. Those are pretty good ones. I mean, yes, the identity crisis. You're not the real USC. No one thinks of you as USC no. outside of no. Columbia. And of course, you're not the real Carolina. That that's North Carolina. And then the the true con, and this is amazing because while NC State has not won an ACC championship in football since 1979, and they have not won what is recognized as the ACC championship since 1987, South Carolina has never won an SEC football title. South Carolina has, ne- and now they joined in '91, but still a pretty good sample size. Sure, they have sure. never won what is recognized by the NCAA and the league as an SEC title in men's basketball. Never. Mm -hmm. So in the two sports that, again, are the most popular and the ones that most people care about, you have not only never won a title, but I'll say it, in football, you will never win the SEC title. No. Ever. And there is no hope. So while State has not won a conference title in football since 79, they've at least had years, right? uh, 2010. Uh, 17, mm-hmm. 21, 22, mm-hmm. where you go into them and you go, oh, 
State has a chance. This is our year. This is a chance. This is our year. You don't even have that at South Carolina. You don't have that hope that it will no. ever happen. Because by any chance that you do beat Georgia, you'd have to beat him again, right? Or they'd have to lose twice. I'll- and then, oh, by the way, your reward is you got to go beat Alabama. Yeah. The chances of yeah. South Carolina ever beating the two best teams in the, in the SEC are 0.0. Okay. So it's hard to be that fan. It's really – but but props to them because if you've ever been to williams Bryce Stadium, 90,000 fans are there. Oh, yeah. Every single game. Every time they open those gates, those fans are there, even knowing, even knowing there is no title in your past and there is seemingly no hope for a title in your future. I'll – so that's give impressive South, to me. I'll, that's I'll impressive give, to me. I'll, I'll, I'll give South Carolina this on our way out. They at least had a, they had a Cuban guy as their as their head coach in basketball. So I'll give yeah. that Frank. Shout out to Frank Martin and Shane Beamer as head coach of South Carolina is a content machine. Shane, yes. Shane Beamer is extreme. He's like our age. He is extremely online, and sometimes he sticks his foot in his mouth. But, like, shout out to our guy, Heath Klein, who does uh, sports talk radio out of Columbia, South Carolina. He always has something to talk about because Shane's beefing with somebody. <laughs> Shane's going to be beefing with somebody. Be and us. it could be. And that's good content for us. What's up next? What's up next? So uh, we, got, uh, we got a few things to, uh, to get to before we talk about some gambling. Uh, big shouts to... N-E-W, that is the Network for Entrepreneurs in Wilmington. You can check them out online at newilm.com. We'll get to it in a Hey Joe question, but I know Jim Roberts, who we talked to last month uh, to explain all the entrepreneurial opportunities in Wilmington. He wants to come out to the beach. He wants to do a show out of the beach, uh, drink some beer, hang out with Jamie over at Breaking Tea. There's all all sorts of things we can do out in Wilmington, and you too can do things out there as a startup. Yeah, I'm in, Joe. You just let me know. You can All find right. Jim R. Roberts on LinkedIn and Facebook. It's an entrepreneur support organization to help create better startups, which in turn creates better jobs and a better economy in Wilmington. The network for entrepreneurs in Wilmington, where the river of innovation meets an ocean of possibilities. You know what NC State has over South Carolina as well? There's a there's a breeze through right across the way from <laughs> Carter Finley Stadium and PNC Arena so that you can get your crowler and various other things and, and all your goodies, your snacks and all that stuff before you go to a game. And you'll definitely be hitting that ahead of this football season for tailgating. Yeah, South Carolina doesn't have that, Joe. Yeah, on my list of pros for <laughs> NC State was Raleigh, right? <laughs> like at the end of the day, Columbia is still – Columbia. It is. No, I've heard, I've, heard great thi- I've heard great things about Columbia. Don't get me wrong, but they don't have a breeze through. That's the important thing. I will badmouth Columbia. It is probably the sixth or seventh circle of hell. <laughs> so if you've ever I've been to a football been. game there in I've August, you been. know that I, I know what I'm talking about right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, breeze through. That's heaven right across the street from PNC Arena. 1200 Edwards Mill, Edwards Mill Road, a locally owned neighborhood store. Of course, they have gas. You know that. They have ice. You know that. They have all kinds of drinks. Joe mentioned the Crowler and the, the, the beers that they have there are amazing. But still number one with a bullet on my list, the dark roast coffee. Get your caffeine boost at Breeze Through Markets. Also, shout out to Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority. Uh, I was able to grill yesterday, hang out in the back patio while I was grilling. Wasn't bothered by the mosquitoes. You know, it's been there's been a lot of rain out there. It's starting to warm up. Uh, that's like prime mosquito breeding time. And they could be out in full force, but Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority has been coming out to my house. I've been treating the yard, and it's paying off. They were here, I think, earlier in the week, 
and was able to hang out and grill, no issues whatsoever, and had a good time. Yeah, check them out at bugsbite.com. Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority, it's not just bugs, not just ants, not just termites. Mice and any kind of moisture issues that you might have in your crawl space, trust me, get them to check it out. It's going to save you money in the long run. So we're going to talk to Don Vaughn of the News and Observer here in a little bit. I know she had popped on here for a second, but then she disappeared. So I don't know what happened. Hopefully she'll uh, she'll pop back on. Uh, while we wait for her to uh, join us here on Ovius and Julio, I did, Joe, want to explore an interesting theory that's been making the rounds in Reddit circles. And it started to creep into the betting line. So that I figured this would get your spidey senses tingling once things start to affect the Vegas line. This was posted on Reddit 16 days ago. Uh, it was on RNBA, and it was the key to the Eastern Conference matchup this year is Taylor Swift. The Eras Tour is going on right now. And what this Reddit poster pointed out is that what people don't know is that Taylor has been choosing the loser of each round for the Eastern Conference matchups to play in their city while their team goes up in flames and loses. You got the first round, Atlanta and Boston. Atlanta loses that series four games to two. Taylor Swift plays three shows right after the series in Atlanta, easing the nerves of Hawks fans, uh, Hawks fans, girlfriends everywhere. And Hawk fan dudes, okay? I've seen plenty of dudes at these shows, and I would be one of them if I could afford a ticket. Second round, Philly, Boston. <laughs> Philly loses the series 4-3. Taylor Swift plays three shows during the series in Philly, including the same-day performance after the Game 7 loss, allowing fans to cope with their loss quickly by spending $3,000 for them and their wives to go sit in nosebleeds. <laughs> Eastern Conference Finals, Miami, Boston. Current standing, Boston's losing the series 0-2. Guess where Taylor Swift is right now? You guessed it, Boston. She's already performing this weekend. To get this sweep over and done, Boston fans can celebrate last night's loss by driving an hour outside the city to Gillette. And then the playing game was Atlanta and Miami. Atlanta won that. Swift was in Florida that weekend, but luckily she was gone from the state as Miami played Chicago to get their spot. She was in Tampa. She's not playing Miami, Joe, which gets us to the key part. And that is whether or not this Denver-Miami series is going to be affected by Taylor Swift. You know where Taylor Swift is set to play later this summer? Miami. Nope. Denver. Guess who won last night in Denver? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The Miami Heat. Uh-oh. So this has started to affect things a little bit. <laughs> and I, Vegas has now gotten hip to this. And because Taylor Swift's not going to Miami or she's scheduled not to go to Miami, but she is scheduled to play in Denver, that now people are starting to buy that. It's not Heat culture that's doing this. It's T-Swizzle. It's T-Swizzle making this happen. Okay. You buying it? Um, Man, if you're talking about a, a, a something more powerful, a, a force more powerful than anything on this planet, then I think the Swifties are probably the answer. I don't know about you. I've had a bunch of people who are like, yeah, uh, someone just went up to Philly. Someone just went down to Atlanta. Oh, yeah. I know plenty of people. You know, and it was like, wait, yep. what? Yeah, I know plenty those of people. Those tickets. First of all, weren't they like extremely difficult to get? Yeah, so there was a debacle with Ticketmaster, and this all ties into the power of Taylor Swift, okay? The power of Taylor Swift can actually get some change, maybe with the way Ticketmaster goes about their business. Uh, Ticketmaster had to send out apologies and everything else for how all this stuff went down. Uh, She can drop a new single, and it's easily going to go to number one on the streaming charts. For a long time there, she didn't even have her music on streaming, Services. You had to buy Taylor Swift stuff that affected 
who was going where when she finally put her stuff on streaming. And she's actually re-releasing her material because of a dispute with her uh, previous management group. And every time she puts out something new, it automatically sells. So there is a power to Taylor Swift. I don't deny the power of Taylor Swift. I'm a Taylor Swift fan. I've got some of her records. But I did not realize that the power extends itself to a potential Taylor Swift curse in the NBA. (laughs) That was not something I had on my bingo card this summer. That is not something I had on the Taylor Swift. Like she broke up with her boyfriend, who she hanging out with, all these types of things. So just something to keep an eye on now that the series is tied at one apiece, Joe. All right. We're moving on. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group hotline from the News and Observer, political reporter Don Vaughn. All right, so Don, this is a classic explain like I'm five. Do we have mobile sports wagering yet or do we not? What, where are we right now in this process? Almost. Okay. Almost. And there was one one glitch last week that could have killed the whole thing. But it, it looks like it's going to happen. Nothing is 100% in politics or sports, right? So Tuesday is the House concurrence vote, which basically means when one of the other chambers changes a bill, it has to go back to the other chamber for them to say okay. So that should be just a quick up-down vote, um, probably over two days since a lot of money is involved, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then it would go to Governor Cooper's desk to sign. And he's pretty much said he's going to, he never says for sure again, that whole hundred percent thing about if you're actually going to sign it or not. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he wants it. I'm pretty sure he'll sign it. Yeah, and they he, could override he, him anyway if he doesn't. I mean, we talked to him in March uh, about it when he was unveiling yeah. his brackets and he straight up said, we have it in the budget. So when you go so far to say you've got it in the state budget, my guess is yes, he wants us to go through. Although I wanted to circle back to what you said. There was almost a glitch. What yes. what was this glitch? What, what what was the potential thing that could like derail this entire process? Well, the it, it could end up in the final budget. Right now, it's a separate bill. It could end up in the final budget. The glitch was House Speaker Tim Moore talking to reporters after session one day and saying, "I think we'd like all the gambling stuff in one bill," which was an immediate like, "What?" Like, <laughs> you know, all hell breaks loose for. It, is that going to kill it? Um, because not everyone agrees with all the other things going on, like the mm-hmm. sweepstakes and, and casinos and everything else. And so the next day, uh, Moore was there for a non-voting session. He's like, yeah, I need to talk to you guys. I uh, misspoke yesterday and we're just going to have an up-down vote. So that's the plan. Don Vaughn is the Capitol Bureau Chief at the News and Observer. She's joining us here on the Keister Automotive Group Hotline. All right, Don, please tell me you were there. When Andrew Republican Senator Jim Bergen created a new bit for the OG podcast. No, you said Bergen created a bit? He created a new bit for us, maybe unintentionally, but we're very excited about this. I was I'm reading your story, and it says that he said during the debate about the bill, the lawmakers should give the test of will it disappoint my mother? (laughs) That's right. It's a solid test. He actually mentioned his mom's name, too. It's not Nora, is it? Don't think so. I don't okay. I don't I don't remember. But it was in his uh, his speech about thinking about what this could mean. And, and that was his way of wrapping it up was the uh, could was it the disappoint your mother? Well, what if your mom disappoint what, my mother? What if your mom likes to gamble? 
not all. Then but, I guess what, what, you vote for the I was going to say, like, there's this idea of like, well, you know, your mom, what if my mom likes scratch off tickets? What if my mom's all in on the lottery? Like, who's to say that my mom doesn't want to go to the to the craps table or, you know, you know who I see at a slot machine? I see grandmas at slot yeah. machines. So I don't know. I, I find that I find that test a little suspicious, Don. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. It, it would have been good if one of the other lawmakers came back and said, uh, "Well, yeah, my mom does this, so that's why I'm going to vote for it." But I'm they weren't. They weren't fast on the draw. On it. My right, so mom about- has the Nuggets and the uh, Panthers in a parlay. Uh, so yeah, she, she's totally <laughs> in on gambling in the state of North Carolina. What's up next? What's up next? Big shout out to the Butcher's Market for sponsoring the Ovias and Gilio podcast experience. I actually went to Butcher's Market, but we went to Butcher's Market to settle debate, which we'll put on YouTube a little bit later on this week. Uh, but I also went to Butcher's Market to get the like the charred jalapeno chicken and the ancho lime chicken, which I ended up making fajitas out of. I had not had that jalapeno charred chicken before. Yeah. It was excellent man i feel like like what have i been i like the ancho but that jalapeno was a different level i'm gonna have and to it, get some more of that and it's not hot it's just no. a nice nice little heat a low mm-hmm. heat great flavor i'm i'm so conflicted now because i got the wings same day you got jalapeno chicken which i previously had they were outstanding great size i don't know about you a lot of people think wings are about the sauce or how we make them air fryer fryer grill whatever mm-hmm it's the size of the wings that matter. Unbelievable wings. So, Every time I go there, I find something else that I freaking love. It's, it's so ridiculous. size matters. Size matters is what you're telling ridiculous. me. Ridiculous. They were so, so good. Uh, get all of their stuff. They got locations in Raleigh, Cary, Wake Forest, Holly Springs, and of course, where we're huge in Wilmington. Also, shout out to Oak City Sports Cards. Uh, my guy, Chris, took his kid to Oak City Sports Cards uh, so they can work on some, well, I think uh, Luke Keekley. And some other Panthers things while they were down there. I was actually thinking about this, Joe, because we're going to be going to ACC kickoff in July. I feel like, and maybe Weston can can make this work for us, I feel like we have to get coach-era-specific sports cards and have them open up a pack so we can do the old dead spin bit, let's remember some guys. Like, can you imagine? Like, let's get Dave Dorn to open up a pack of football cards from around 1989. To see, like, like, oh, that was my guy. I think yeah, that'd be fun. That. And with we'll the players, you know what we do with the players? Pokemon cards. I was going to say, show them the pack of cards. Like, <laughs> what, are, what are these relics, <laughs> sir? No, I, I Actually, bet you if we, get, if we get them a pack of Pokemon cards, I bet you somebody will pull out like, hey, man, Charmander was my guy. That was my starter. You do know, though, that some of those players are actually in that Bowman Inception University set. Go chase the French Mamba. Go get yourself some cards. Buy, sell, and get them graded. Most important thing about Oak City Sports Cards and Weston, give you a fair price, give you an unbelievable deal. Check them out at oakcitycards.com. Let's answer some Hey Joe questions brought to you by Oakwood Pizza Box. Uh, You can use the hashtag Hey Joe on Twitter. I'm still trying to figure out a way to make it work on YouTube. Um, Work with me on the YouTube thing, guys. Just work with me on the YouTube stuff. Uh, Let's go to uh, Jim from... (laughs) <laughs> N-E-W. Uh, how about a podcast from the beach? I'm sure Jamie Mott from Breaking Tea, who we've partnered with. Check out breakingtea.com slash OG. Uh, we got a t-shirt up there right now. Uh, you get the butcher's market. You come up with a plan. Jillio, apparently you're on board. There's breweries out there. I'm on board. I love Wilmington. Let's go. 
Yeah, let's do it. I, I'm going to show you the, the spot that Jim sent me, and you're going to be like, uh, when are we leaving? Because <laughs> okay. it looks unbelievable. All right, all right. You'll have, to, uh, you'll have to show that to me. All right, this is from Cam. Hey, Joe, since it's now officially football season for state fans, uh, now that the Wolfpack are out of the NCAA baseball tournament, I have a ticket for NC State at plus 1,600 to win the ACC. Will it cash? I can't believe it's only 16 to one. That would be kind of like, remember last year with the bills, I kept telling you if the bills win, the payout needs to be more than five to one. Like if the bills finally do this thing, your payout should be more than 16 to one for NC state. Your ticket will not cash. NC state has their greatest home schedule ever though. So I would advise on getting yourself some tickets. They got Carolina Clemson and Notre Dame at Carter Finley stadium this year. That is going to be really good, uh, but winning the league, uh, it's an uphill road. That's for sure. All right, to Eric on Twitter. So we have the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup Finals. The Heat take a game on the NBA front. Can the Panthers reverse momentum in game two? Yeah, of, of course they can. I mean, I think, I don't know if you watched game one of the Stanley Cup Final between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers. Uh, the two, two things immediately came clear. Uh, Carolina fans were absolutely watching to see if Bobrovsky would fall back down to earth. And sure enough, he was letting in goals. But again, it's important to note how these things were happening. And the Knights did a really, really good job. What is that? What do we got there? I'm going to show me a shout out here in a second. Can you see it good or no? Yeah, I can see that. That's, oh, that's Jordan Stahl is. right there. Yeah, yeah the, the ring light's kind of uh, blanking that out, but that's Jordan <sighs> Stahl there that you just showed me. No, so anyway, the, the, the Golden Knights did a really good job of screening in front of Bobrovsky, and then they got a break, which is what it always comes down to with the uh, apparent high stick that wasn't that caused a turnover that changed things around. Maurice found himself in a situation where he had to take the gamble on the replay. didn't pan out put them on the penalty kill, and that was pretty much your game. And Maurice was upset about that. But look, the, the Panthers are not phased by this kind of thing. So I expect this thing to go six or seven in the grand scheme. So I saw Jordan Stahl Saturday morning out at uh, RCC. He was down yeah. at the UNC Health Championship. So just so happened to be parked behind us. I'm sure he was ecstatic to see me in the parking lot. Uh, <laughs> his little guy, Henry, though, uh, he was a little bit of a pistol. He was cute. But I said to him, like, hey, if if the Panthers do this thing, like, will you go to game six, game seven, so you could, you know, celebrate with your brothers, right? Mm-hmm. And he was like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> he was still angry over how the series went. Like, and not because of his brothers, but because of, like, Bobrovsky plays out of his skull mm-hmm. for three games, right? And, and if you want to count the first game as two, you can. Like he was just out of his mind. Like he had an out-of-body experience for three games, which is slightly difficult to stomach, right? Like yeah. that's kind of sort of a tough one to take. But then I said, okay, well, you beat – and Eric, obviously, with the Canes in 06, has his name on the cup. So, you know, you're probably competing with your brother. So you're probably like, well – and Jordan has his name, 09, with, with the uh, Penguins. So it's not like you, – maybe you don't want to see Eric get two, but you, you want to see Mark – you want to see your brother again to win. No. And he was like, I will be happy. He's like, if they win, I will obviously celebrate with them when they get the cup, their day with the cup. He goes, but no, I'm not going to the games. No, can't do it. <laughs> he just hey, kind of shook his head. Like, it's you different. Know, mumble, it's, mumble, mumble, mumble. It's hard to be that close. It's, it's different. really, really hard to be that close to it. 
especially when you've been there before and you know how hard it is to win that tournament. Uh, hats off to Vegas, though, you know. I feel like in years past, they've been like the Canes a little bit. So maybe there's a, a template there for the Canes where they've had really good regular seasons. And then like they're the number one or the number two seed in their conference. And you're thinking, oh, this is their year. They're highly skilled. They're a fast team. You know, the goalies, whatever. And, you know, now they're on, you know, they've put themselves in position here. You're right. I, I tend to think Florida probably will win this series. But if Bobrovsky had an out-of-body experience, it's really hard to duplicate those things. Mm-hmm. Two series in a row. It is. All right, to Matthew, Dean Smith, 90s Tar Heels, or Roy's OOs? That's tough. Mm. My favorite Carolina player of all time is Ed Cota. And I know Ed ended up really on those Guthridge teams. So Jamison, in my opinion, too, is the, in my opinion, my controversial opinion, mm. Anton Jamison is the best UNC player of all time. Is that controversial? I think it is to some people to try well, to wrap guess their brain around. Okay, yeah, because of Jordan and everything. And else. I get that that group didn't win a title, but, but I would that that Jamison and Coda, like, come on, I, I can't. I just can't. yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm I'm with you on that. And we'll close on this from our friend Ken. Hey Joe, would you sit through a track from Darkness on the Edge of Town <laughs> during the credits of a Marvel movie to get to the second trailer? <laughs> That's- that's such a great question. That is a fantastic <laughs> question. Uh, the answer, the answer to that is yes, yes. I, I would sit through a track from Darkness of the Edge of Town uh, yeah, to to get to a Marvel second trailer. But we've to- talked about this with Marvel. Like they have no direction. They're they're the U.S. in in 1991. They need an opponent. They they yeah no they really out. don't. Like they're honestly, bad guy. <laughs> you're right about that because I haven't seen any of the new movies. You know, I haven't, I have to get back. I have to watch Ant-Man. I know Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 just came out and, you know, people said good things about it. Uh, I, I'm just really, really, I'm, I'm far behind right now. I, I will go see the new Indiana Jones movie at the end of the month. Will you? Oh, absolutely. I ride for Indiana Jones. I love those movies. I feel I like care. there's been a bunch of them since. No, it's, it's only four. It's the fourth one. No, I'm sorry. It's the fifth one. It's no, the, fifth the other one. guy, his kid, the actor. Shia LaBeouf wasn't there? Wasn't he in one of them? He was in Crystal Skull, the last one, which was like okay. ten years ago. Yeah, there's only five movies. This is the I was just saying, and there was one with Sean Connery. <laughs> well, that was Last Crusade. Okay, and that was I, a long time. Joe, ago. you understand. <laughs> Not only the order I watch these things, but trying to hold up, continue hold up, threads hold up, that I'm like, hold up. How many of these did you think existed? I thought it was, it was Raiders like of the, the Lost Ark. So it's like Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? The, the, the OG. That's the original. Then he got Temple of Doom. Right. That gave you short round. The Monkey Brains. Yes. Yeah. It chilled Monkey Brains. And he had Last Crusade, where Sean But that was a him. long time after. Yeah. Yeah. Temple and of then, Doom. And then they came out, like, I want to say it was like 08, was Crystal Skull, yeah, which you, was not very good. And now have, they got this one. You have to Dial try to understand. Thing. I don't think I saw a movie from like my from like between eighth grade and graduating from nc state i probably did not see a movie in the movie theater that's okay got it fair okay. enough right. if i, I did mean, again, it was that... the star wars i went to the star wars first three okay. in the theater i again, did go see those in the theater it's not like i spent a lot of time watching movies now all right because something had to give and movies was the thing that I essentially said, yeah, I'll 
I'll just put that off to the side. I'll play video games with my free time. I'll listen to music. Movies took the the backseat. But that's like prime movie watching time for you. All right. That's the thing. Like at, at that age. That's the part I know, that I find I, interesting. That's, again, that's the part that I find interesting. Like if you tell me you didn't see a movie now, we're in our 40s. Like, yeah, okay, fine. I get that. But like prime time, 80s, 90s, they yeah. didn't see something. I find, saying, that, I find that hard to believe. I'm saying from like 89 through 99, I don't think I went to a movie theater. That's like, wow. Okay. If I did, it was like once or twice. Man, I would go. I would go once a week. Every like, especially in the summertime with nothing going on, the new oh, blockbusters coming out. But wait, when did the Dollar do Theater open at NC State? Because I went over there a couple of times. Oh, what the uh, the one off of? It's gone now. It's gone. It's gone now. The one off the one off of Blue Ridge. Yeah, yeah. I want to say that opened up in sometime in the mid nineties. Okay, I probably saw a couple movies over there. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anyway, that's gonna wrap it up for today's edition of Ovi's and Julio. Thanks to everybody who has subscribed, rated us five stars on Apple. Let's get that thing over a thousand ratings. That'd be awesome. We're about 800 ratings right now. Let's get over a thousand. We'd appreciate that. And we'll see you all on Wednesday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.